Welcome, welcome, welcome to Interesting Enough. He is Trey Samuel. I am Nolan Todd. Thank you guys so much for joining us once again. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you. Uh, go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. We're going to post all our content there. Of course, listen to wherever you do listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google, all that good stuff. Trey, man, what's going on? How you feeling? Not much, man. You know, hey, we're getting back into the basketball season. Still got football going on. It's a good time to be a sports fan. You know what I mean? Yep, it's good, man. Basketball's coming. This is really our hectic time. When it start getting to the to the fall and, and in the winter, we, we, we're we going to have to talk about basketball. We're going to have to talk about football. Trey, we don't, I know we World don't Cup. About, well, I know, yeah. That's a good point. The World Cup is actually supposed to be, not even supposed to be in the winter. It's going to be in the winter. And then I know we don't touch about baseball too much, but we at least try to talk about it when it's in the postseason. So it's like, we got a lot going on, man. But we're going to get into some football like we always do, of course. Um, you know, the big story we're going to talk about too and the concussion stuff. But before we get there, Trey, I'm not even going to insult you and say this is your boy. But we got to talk about yay. Oh, got, so yeah, don't even say that's my boy. Yeah, I'm not, not even gonna, I'm not even going to joke around like that with this topic. It's all cool and fun when I do it with the Jack Harlow <laughs> or whatever, whatever. But, like, what's going on with Kanye West? And obviously, everyone knows what I'm referencing at this point. Kanye West was at a fashion show, and he wore a White Lives Matter T-shirt. Obviously, it got the expected backlash. And I don't really know if we have really much to say on this topic, to be honest. But I felt like it was a disservice if we didn't even bring it up on the podcast. Because we talk about, it's like at this point, when we talk about, if Kanye West comes up or Kyrie Irving, many times we talked about them on this podcast, we basically always got to bring them up, unfortunately, or as fortunately as it is. So I, I guess we should just start at the base level. I mean, what was your first reaction when you saw that T-shirt? Um, I wasn't really even surprised at this point. I was just kind of like, you know what, somebody needs to talk to Kanye that's close to him, kind of uh, tell him to take his meds. And to relax. Like, and I'm, I'm not even trying to be funny when I'm saying that. I'm like, I really think that's just the crux of his problem at this point. Like, hey, you need to take your meds. You probably need to get around a better group of people. You probably around around a, around a whole bunch of yes men. I don't know what possessed you to even wear that shirt or to think that that was cool. But whatever. I'm not even going to go there with you right now. Uh, take care of yourself. I mean, that's, that's, that's how I feel about it. I mean, I, I my only question is what's the angle? Outside of the, the obvious publicity. Now, I know Kanye he mentioned um, that Black Lives Matter, his, his words, Black Lives Matter was a scam anyway. I don't know how that, I'm guessing he's doing White Lives Matter to prove some type of sort of point. I'm missing it. I don't know if anybody can give me clarity on that that's listening to it, but I'm missing it. Obviously, Trey, we got to acknowledge too, I don't know if you saw, but Candace Owens was with him as well. And Yeah, and so, I'm not surprised. I'm not going to go there with her either. Right, and if you guys don't know who Candace Owens is, you could just look her up in her content. But let's just say it would fit the mold that Kanye would have her. So this seems like a ploy. And do you know who else was there too? No. Lauren Hill's daughter. I just I just found that out today. I Oh, I had no idea. Wow. And she had on the same shirt. Mm, that's disappointing. I don't know how Lauren Hill feels about that, but... <laughs> I, I don't know, but... I, obviously, this is a ploy, but I'm over here thinking, what's the angle, right? What's the angle this whole time? And I can't really find anything outside of the obvious publicity. However, I will say something gross. It became more gross to me once I saw Candace Owens there. I'm like, oh, you guys just really set this up. And it's like almost mocking us. And when I say us, I mean the same folks. And I also mean 
you know, black folks, but just not black folks in general. I mean, it was just very insulting all around. And at this point, here, let's just get to it. What is it going to take to actually cancel Kanye West? Because, I, I mean, at some point, we got to actually take this seriously. And if people are serious about canceling Kanye West, because let's be honest, Trey, the music ain't been that great. So it ain't like we holding on to something and it's like, oh, we got to, the music's been banger, so we can't let it go. I can, You could have Donna, Donna 2, Donna 3, Donna 8. I don't even care at this point. But what is it going to actually take to cancel Kanye West on a realistic level that would, I guess the only thing that would hurt him would be his pockets. But, I mean, I'm not necessarily advocating for him to be canceled, but I feel like if anybody else would do this, have this much controversy around them, they would have been canceled already. So I'm, I'm saying what's the hesitancy with Kanye? I don't think he can be canceled just for this one reason. I don't want to make it seem like he's above cancellation, but I think like that's just part of his stick now. Like that's just kind of who we expect him to be. Like it's kind of like, oh, what what will it take to cancel Donald Trump? That doesn't mean he doesn't do any wrong. If you and I did what Donald Trump did, we would be canceled. But I mean, it's just Donald Trump. That's just part of who he is. So you just kind of accept it. You either laugh at it or you just kind of ignore him. I think that's kind of where Kanye is right now. So I don't think he's. I don't think he's ever going to be quite canceled. I think you're just either going to ignore him or you're just going to go along with it. Either or. I really don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not going to say I'm going to pull out cancel him, but I'm not really big on cancel culture anyway. So that, that wouldn't even be something I'd want to do. But I mean, man, it just becomes more disappointing. But hey, man, it worked out, right? He's got us talking about it. I guess that's the overall goal. And he probably come out with a new album sometime soon. You know, he always gets a little tweaky when a new album's coming out. Yeah, well, speaking of a little tweaky, what can you please explain to me the Kyrie thing we were talking about before with the podcast? Before we even got on the podcast, with you know, speaking of guys that we always talk about, so what's going on with with, uh, Kyrie Irving and Kareem Abdul Jabbar? Okay, so Kareem Abdul Jabbar basically just called Kyrie out uh, this week. Um, He had an op ed article, and in it, he said, uh, Kyrie Irving would be dismissed as a comical buffoon if it weren't for his influence over young people who look up to athletes. So I think uh, kind of in that same vein of where we were talking about Kanye, Kyrie is just another person you have to ignore. I mean, he's done numerous things. I'm not even going to rehash what he's done, but he's just done We, we, we literally things. don't have enough time on the podcast to actually do yeah. that. So yeah. <laughs> well, we, really, we literally don't. I, Kanye and Kyrie are going to get the same kind of treatment from, from me. For the most part, I'm just going to ignore them. And keep my day moving. Not because what they're saying is like any kind. I'm not, I don't want to get any kind of legitimacy. I I just don't have the energy for them. So I'm just going to kind of ignore them. You know what I mean? I get that. I do want to come in defense of Kyrie with one thing, though. I can't, it, I, I think it would be unfair to put him on the same level as Kanye because at least Kyrie's things just seems, uh, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels a little misguided in a lot of ways. And but it's not like it doesn't seem anything like purposefully hurtful or out of mouth. It just seems like uninformed and like just a little doing too much. I think that's kind of fair to say, right? Like in a nice way to put it. I mean, but Kanye's thing is like literally doing things that are actually hurting not only people, but his people. When you talk about the red MAGA hats and when you talk about the White Lives Matter, like say what you want about Kyrie Irving, but he's not doing stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like to be fair, he's not he's not blatantly. If anything, he's doing the opposite. He actually is in the community doing a lot of big things. And I know the, some questions with the vaccine and this and that, but I mean, he's not, he, it doesn't seem like he's making a mockery. It, it, it's one thing him not taking the vaccine. It, it, it doesn't seem like he's making, trying to purposefully make a full on mockery for not taking the vaccine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, mean, I don't I, know if that's fair. 
Because I don't know. Like, I mean, I look at him in the same vein. Yeah, maybe it's come. It's maybe it's like just a little bit of like you said, misguidedness is not really coming from a place of trying to be like vengeful or hurtful. But at the end of the day, you're accomplishing the same things. Like whenever you spew out that some of that kind of nonsense, I'm just kind of like, I'm not even like disappointed. I guess anymore either one of those guys. I'm just kind of ignoring them. Yeah, I mean, I I can't view them in the same way. But yeah, I mean, I I could totally get why people would kind of lump them together. Unfortunately, but yeah, this is another disappointing thing from. Kanye West, who, or Ye, whoever, whatever he calls himself now, is supposed to be one of our legends. So, got to always bring it up in the podcast. But on the more fun stuff, uh, well, actually, I guess we should start with uh, the most interesting thing with the week, Trey, and then we can maybe get to the the, the more serious. Actually, you know what? We'll go with Tua. Let's go with the Tua situation. I think that's, that's probably on everyone's mind. So, obviously, since the last time we recorded, my guy Tua had a concussion. And now the NFL is all over it. You know, an independent doctor has been fired because of it in the handling of the concussion situation. Now, I got to have some – I kind of had some thoughts on it, Trey. Um, but I want to hear your thoughts first. In terms of what's transpired since, you know, we've gotten a lot more information since the day that happened. Yeah. Is this a bigger issue with the NFL? And if so, how do we actually handle it going forward? And, and then maybe you, you can also address – the Dolphins, you know, specifically the situation where you think that actually went wrong. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily a bigger issue with the NFL because I think I truly do believe that two are probably passed the concussion protocols. I just think the protocols are kind of weak mm-hmm. and uh, they can be easily passed if need be. So I just don't I think that they're going to uh, make those a little bit more stringent and maybe factor in time a little bit more because as we all know, you know, concussions, they can have a slower onset. So I think you might have to factor in maybe 30 minutes or an hour before somebody can pass concussion protocol, maybe. But um, outside of that, I don't really know what you can do to kind of prevent this issue because football is just a violent sport. It's just kind of something you have to accept. Now, you have tried to limit some of the violentness out of it, out of the game. You know, you try to take out, you know, head-on-head contact with the helmets or, you know, um, targeting as they would call it or late hits you know you try to take out some of these more violent aspects of the game but at the end of the day it's still football so i mean like head injuries you know they're unfortunately going to be a part of the game so i don't know if you can actually legislate it out of the game i don't know that there's a lot that you can do to kind of prevent uh these incidents it was uh scary to see too uh, on a on the field like that you know his hands they almost look like his fingers almost look like they were broke but I guess it was just kind of spazzing out because of the right. concussion. I've never seen that before, but it like it really looked, it did kind of look disturbing. But unfortunately, in that same breath, I just don't know if there's anything you can do about it. And here's my thing with it. So I've had a lot of time to, to sit back and think about it after the initial reaction, right? And obviously being a Dolphins fan, you know, everyone knows I was watching the game and all that. So I understand the pushback everyone's have and people were – rightly upset right in terms of feeling like the nfl failed to it and i don't disagree i agree with you on that sentiment trey the something's wrong with the protocol even if he did pass the actual concussion protocol there's got to be a, some type of common sense thing and an air on the side of caution right however that's not on the coach right like if the medical personnel are coming to him and saying these guys get to go he well, he's not it's not his job to question that right so no it's not any, anybody coming at the coach is a little unfair um, and quite honestly, a little disrespectful. Why would he want to like intentionally, you know what I mean? Just give the guy a little bit more credit than that. However, here's my only issue. In terms of outside of the, the protocol needing to change, that is very important. 
I, I just have a specific issue with people core people. Let, let, all right, I'm gonna call it what it is. I'm, I'll try to be too nice, Trey. I got, to, I got, I don't got time for none of the Twitter doctors and social media doctors. Everybody that's on Twitter and social media and Instagram and are sitting here saying, "Oh, well, oh, look, look that's what's gonna happen." There is no way you can show me that because he got knocked out in that game, that's a correlation because he may or may not have had a concussion four days ago. Trey, he could have got that hit either time, whether or not having a concussion or not previously. Let's not. That's not. That's a little unfair to be like that. Made him more likely to do that. Now I know there's stats saying if you have a concussion, you're more likely to get another one. I get that, but if we're going off of the logic, he wasn't concussed. That's just what we got to go off of. And look, he was tested multiple days, so I know I sound like in defense of the Dolphins, but it's the honest truth. I think that's unfair because hindsight is twenty twenty with that. Because guess what, Trey? If he didn't get knocked out in that game, there's not even a discussion. You know what I mean? No, At it's the end not. Of the day, it's not. It's not a discussion. So it's easier for you to say. And like, I don't have time for all the coaches coming out and being like. There was coaches, texting reporters and stuff, and they'd be like, "Oh, I would, I would have never played that guy." Oh, really? Let's not, let's not play the morale game. Like you haven't had players come out there and play when they had ailing injuries, but it was the, the games on the line. Because guess what? Guess what would happen, Trey? Is is what's going to happen if that's the AFC Championship game, and he gets hit and he gets a concussion, but the Super Bowl is next week? And I know the Super Bowl is normally two weeks away. Oh, he's going to take an example, and, that, and that's my point, right? So it's like we get into this fine line of like everybody with the morale police. But if that's Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl and it's the second quarter and he gets hit and we saw him stumble like that. But if he comes out in the in the third quarter and they're like, hey, he doesn't have a concussion. No one's going to be like, hey, you need to hold that guy out. We got to protect him from stuff. They're going to be like, no, this is the Super Bowl and we need Patrick Mahomes out there and we got to win. So that's my problem. People are changing it based on what fits at this current moment. Yeah, it's week four, the regular season, maybe no big deal. But let's not act like if the scenario was different, people wouldn't act differently. Now, one thing I will say on top of that, you made a great point. Uh, he's going to play if it's a big game coming up next. And I don't like what the morality, pol- I mean, what the morality police is trying to do, kind of like when people are trying to say, oh, you know, this is such an immoral thing to do. Like, we know this all goes on. We know players play with, through concussions. They've said it. Yeah, they said it. But I will say uh, with that all being said, I do think that this does hurt football in a sense that I think that the youth participation is going to increasingly increasingly go down. I don't think like people, parents are going to let their kids play. You know, I don't have any kids of my own, but if I did, you know, I think I'd be kind of hesitant myself to let them but, play football. But okay, but the young let, let's let's be real. The Tua situation wasn't going to change your opinion on that though. Like this, this it, stuff has no, been no, dangerous for years. It's it not like was, seeing, it, I don't think there's going to be less people saying that now. The people that we're not going to have their kids play football. They're not going to have them play football before and after this. And the people that are having their kids play football, I got to be honest, they already know the risk of that and they're having their kid play. Yeah, and I, and I don't want to make it seem like this one situation was going to do that. But what I'm saying is this, this situation on top, of, uh, on top of each other, like this situation, and then there'll be another situation next week and another one and another one. And I think after a while, I'm just saying, I think in totality, like it starts to add up. And I think parents and people just become more reluctant to put their kids into the sport of football. I agree. I agree. I agree with that. And I will say in my final point with the Tua situation, by the way, and it's like the, the problem with the protocol trait is where's the fine line? Because there I had a, how many people did you hear on ESPN and all these airways say, well, he fell on the ground. That means that his head and because he shook his head. Well, Trey, when people have back injuries, some people, you know, your back can fall out. You, you fall out. That's a, that's a real thing. I'm, people are acting no. like that just doesn't. There was literally people on TV talking about, oh, well, I've never seen that happen with nobody's back. Really, have you not seen people with a, a back hurt before? They, it's hard for them to walk, and he could have got shocked. So I will say this. Where is the line here? Because 
if you do that and we're just going off of optics and be like, he's got to get pulled out of the game. So what are we going to do? Every time a guy gets hit and a little stinger and he shakes his head or not even shakes his head or if he does a weird movement, you just got to pull him out. I mean, that you know, then you'd have to play that game. That's and I think, he, I think I think you can go too far. And I will I would like to believe that uh, football, like football, NFL and college football, I would like to believe that they don't go down that route. But I also don't want to see that worst case scenario where a player comes back a little too early after maybe like a stinger and they claim their back was hurt. Kind of right. like two in this situation, which I'm not saying he did, but I'm just saying it's a possibility. And then to see them seriously get injured, I feel like possibly paralyzed or even worse. Right, right, right. No, yeah, of course. No one wants that to happen. I so think it's I, just, I, yeah, yeah. I just, I, so I just want to say I, just, I understand where they're coming from when they say that. I think they're going a little too extreme, but I understand where they're coming from. Yep. And, and you know, look, look, we know heads have to roll. The independent doctor got fired, right? Somebody had to go. He's a scapegoat. Right? Yeah, somebody had to go. And we're going to find out. After we drop this pod, there's going to be more details because the investigation should be finishing by the end of this week. So we'll find out more details about what actually went wrong. But I'm hoping going forward, there's either some change in the product protocol, but mainly some common sense. So, right. So some actual discretion being used when actually evaluating some of these players. And if you got an inkling, my only ask is if you're not 100 percent sure, if there's even a 1 percent chance that you're not even sure, let's just hold them out the game. I think that's fair. Guys got lives. Guys got families outside of football. So. Um, I think that's important to know, but we'll keep a track on it um, as we go forward, as we get, you know, further on in football season. But as we always do, this is interesting enough. So we got to talk about our most interesting thing. Week four football just happened, Trey. College, NFL. What was the most interesting thing that you saw from this past weekend? I think the most interesting thing that I saw was just. I'm going to go back. I'm just, I'm just going to hone into the team that I like, the Baltimore Ravens. It's just not. I good. knew you were going to that game. I knew you were going to go to like, that no, game. No, no, no. Like, I, I just can't help. That's your two favorite. Your two favorite players on the field at the same time. Of course, you're going to go to that game. Yeah, like those are my two favorite players on the field at the same time. And I was just looking at Baltimore, like, man, y'all defense, like, it kind of sucks. And yeah. I'm not trying to say the offense played well. Like, like we were talking off off air, like they don't have a good running game. Baltimore in particular, uh, Lamar. I don't want to say he had an off day because the weather, the conditions were bad. So neither him nor Josh Allen particularly played great, but it wasn't his best day, of course. But, man, like, they're up 17, and then their defense just cannot make any stops. It's like, you did this against Miami a couple weeks ago. Yep. Like, they just – they're not very good. That's the reality. Like, it's, it's Lamar and then nobody else. You know what it almost feels like? It feels like those, like, Seahawks-Russell Wilson teams from a couple years ago. You remember it was kind of like just Russell Wilson running around making things kind of like happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he always slows down at the end of the season. That's exactly. Yeah, what it feels that's like. what it feels like. So as great as Lamar's plan, I'm kind of like hoping he doesn't slow down. Now I will say this: he does have like a good offensive line, and, and he's got it, and he seems like he's got some good weapons outside of just Mark Andrews now. So I will say that. But yeah, you're right. The typical Ravens defense that we're used to seeing is just not there. Like in reality, it's just not there. I mean, it's just. And look, you know, we're used to the Ravens trade. You know, without getting too deep into players, but we're used to them basically retooling. They're like the Steelers, right? Like they lose players, they don't pay players, and then they get guys that come back up. But it's kind of adding up when you don't re-sign Matt Judon. That, that's with the that's with the Patriots, and you have some of those linebackers that are gone now. Some of those guys like are really doing really big things at other places, and it's kind of adding up that they don't have. Yeah, like guys. no, you can't always just retool. Ravens like to try to save money, but at a certain point, we need to just be able to spend a little bit of money. Yeah. All so, that retooling, yeah, it doesn't get you where you want to be all the time. Exactly, yeah. So 
Now, that was obviously the most intriguing game of the weekend. Hey, Lamar didn't get that fourth and goal, Trey. I mean, hey, you had a couple guys. I don't guys understand open. why they went for it, but okay. Well, you know why they went for it. They didn't trust that defense. I mean, that is basically what we said. <laughs> that you basically yeah. already answered that. That's the answer. They didn't trust that defense. But listen, my most interesting thing from the weekend, Trey, I got to focus on the quarterbacks, but it's, uh, I'm going to go with the unlikely heroes for the quarterbacks. When I look across the league, you never know who's going to have to play. You never know if guys are going to come have to come out, but it's the guys you don't expect. How about Cooper Rush, Trey? 4-0 with the Cowboys. Okay, Jerry beat, Jones. I know they, <laughs> I'm not saying it's a controversy, but I know they beat Washington. But he's played well. I'm not, I'm not acting like it's a controversy. You got him. Daniel Jones got hurt. Our boy Tyrod Taylor, that we both like, got into the game, immediately knocked out. But, hey, unlikely Saquon Barkley is playing quarterback, Trey, at some point. All right? Unlikely quarterbacks. How about a guy that we talked about a lot, went to my alma mater high school, Geno Smith. Balling again, Trey. Put up 48 points on. I know it's on against the Lions. I know it's not a big deal. Blah 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 blah. But he did his thing. Even Teddy Bridgewater. We the Dolphins did it in a loss. He did his thing. So a lot of unlikely quarterbacks. And I got to give a, a shout to Zach Wilson coming back because the last time we talked about Zach Wilson on this podcast was let's just say it was for something outside of football. Let's be fair. So I got to give him a shout. First game coming back. So a lot, a lot of unlikely, a lot of unlikely heroes from quarterbacks we didn't expect and. I do have to acknowledge. Oh, even the Patriots quarterback, third stringer, he came in. He played well, Zappy, even though they lost. So a lot of unlikely heroes with the quarterbacks. But can I say one thing before you finish? Go ahead. And not to get too deep into it, but how often does Tyrod Taylor get hurt? Like I feel like he's the most unluckiest quarterback. He's the, he might be the un- most most unlucky guy like in sports. Like not even just like football. Like dog, he's had multiple opportunities to like even win a starting job and then he just gets hurt or something like it's like ridiculous like i feel bad for that <laughs> with houston it happened i mean we already know the guy's in a freaking lawsuit at this point with, with what's happening with the chargers yeah like i just the, he got poked in the wrong spot and it's like the giants you finally get a chance and let's be honest trey i'm gonna call it what it is the giants have been winning but it ain't like daniel jones been playing great if he would have played well no i mean you could have had a little concert quarterback controversy there that was real like that was real and then he come and he get knocked out like come on man i feel bad for the guy i'm with you I'm with you. I feel I feel really, really bad for Tyrod Taylor. But it, I go a lot, man. Keep getting them checks, though. He hangs around the league. He's still getting <laughs> checks. He's still getting checks. And, and you know what? We you know we talk, always talk about approval ratings when we talk about players and even um our um, our politicians and stuff like that, approval ratings. Who who has a higher approval rating than Tyrod Taylor? No teammate ever says anything bad about him. Literally none of them. So, you know, you keep getting them checks. Only buddy got a better job than him is uh, Chase Daniel with the Chargers because he don't never play. He still get checks. I don't know how that happens. I just thought that was a white privilege thing at that point. But I'm glad to see Tyrod. I really did. I really did. I really just thought. Because I had never seen a black quarterback be able to hang around the league that long besides now Tyrod Taylor. So, But as I talk about all those good quarterbacks, all the unlikely heroes. That was week four. Week four is a story of unlikely heroes. It, it is only fair because I always say to get my flowers. It's not looking good for Baker Mayfield right now, Trey. It's, it's not looking good. No, I think it's about to be a wrap with him. I mean, I think it's just a matter of time until Sam Darnold comes back. That's his only saving Sam, grace. That's his only saving grace. That Sam Darnold's not hurt. That's he's hurt right now. That's his only saving grace. But then I think Sam Darnold's going to do the same thing. And then I think they're going to go back to Baker Mayfield. And then Matt Rule's going to get fired. And that's going to be the end of Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Well, here's the only saving grace. They did draft the quarterback from Ole Miss, Matt Corral. So if not, if, remember, if stuff hits the fan... You saw Baker, you saw Sam Darnold. You might as well throw Matt Corral in there. He was like your, what was he, a second-round pick? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, so let's go ahead and break the glass, I guess, at this point. Yeah, I mean, at this point, if you get past, like, week 10 or so, 
I'd rather him get continuity with DJ Moore and Robbie and the receivers, you know what I mean? And like, see what you got in him. Because you know the rule, you the the the, uh, the Panthers got two quarterbacks. If you got two quarterbacks, that really mean you got none. That's really yeah. reality how that goes. So Baker Mayfield doesn't look like the answer. I'm still holding out hope though. I'm still holding out hope they can turn around because you know what's gonna happen with Baker. Baker, every time you doubt him and he doesn't play well, he's gonna have a one game that he's gonna annoy you that he's gonna play so well and you're gonna be like, why can't he play like this all the time? Uh, you're right. And it's only gonna be one game. You said it's correct. <laughs> it's gonna be one. It'll be like one out of every like five games, which doesn't get you a lot in the season, to be fair. So, but that that's usually how it's gonna go. But listen, I can't wait for week five. We are gonna get out of here. Thank you guys so much for joining us once again. We got a lot to come up with the next couple of weeks. We got basketball coming up, Trey. We got a lot of basketball topics. We've been stashing them. People don't even know we've been stashing these basketball topics. So, if you're really interested in basketball, which most people that listen to us are, we got a lot of that coming up. Of course, we're going to hit you with some music. We're going to continue with the football. Um, but I'll swing it to Trey, man, and we'll get out of here. Uh, <clears throat> thank you again for joining us this week. Uh, please like and subscribe if you want to hear more. Until next week, peace. <laughs>